The Denver Broncos 53-man roster is set with some expected moves still coming down the pike here in the next couple of days as it relates to injured reserve and other placements on the roster. We break down the Broncos' initial 53 after they trim the roster from 80 to 53. All in today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. Joined alongside our co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us covered the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. Uh, but Sarah, look, we are here. The roster is official, at least for now, because the Broncos, they made the roster cuts from 80 all the way to 53, some surprises, some trades. We'll break it all down on today's episode of the show, man. But look, we're here. The regular season roster, for the most part, is set. We are. We're here, Cody. It's time. It's time to start getting to the real games. And then the guys that are going to you know, get the job done, we got most of them on the team right now. So really exciting stuff. Some cool uh, stories, obviously, from this year's roster, as there are every year. You know, anytime there's 53 guys making a team, there's bound to be a couple of cool stories and some big surprises, like you alluded to. And we'll get to that as the show goes along. But definitely one of the one of the more fun times of year uh, of the year for football fans. You know, any but anytime rosters are shuffling around, it's always very interesting. So you gotta love it, man. Absolutely, man. And I think the thing, too, craziness. It wasn't just the Broncos we saw craziness with. We saw the New England Patriots. They released Cam Newton. That was probably the most shocking move of the day. But obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe later. Maybe we won't even talk about it at all. But let's get to the Broncos 53-man roster, Sarah, here. Now, I want to pull it up here on the screen, what the 53-man roster looks like for the offensive side of the ball. And taking a look at it right now, here is this 53-man roster for the offensive side of the ball. Now, Sarah, the Broncos choosing to go with 23 players. I know in a lot of our projections, we had maybe like 25, 26, but Denver loaded up on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, quarterback, they released Brett Rippon. We, you know, there's a chance that he comes back off of waivers. We'll have to see if that's the case. Running back, as expected, with the four guys that they had on there, we maybe thought that maybe Royce Freeman, because it took them so long, maybe George Payton was on the phone trying to trade Royce Freeman. They were going to keep Demaria Crockett. That was not the case. They obviously released Crockett, and Royce Freeman is still on the roster. But let's get to wide receiver. I think this is probably where we are the most surprised here, Sarah, and that's because they have five guys. We imagine they'd probably have six. And we thought one certain player was going to be a, a lock for the roster spot in Trinity Benson when the move happened the day before roster cuts where the Broncos, they got rid of Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland. They waived both of those players. And so now the Broncos wide receiver room is Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, and Deontay Spencer. I mean, how do you feel about that? It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I I, I figured there was an, a chance, you know, for, for Seth Williams. I figured there was a chance for Tyree Cleveland, both of those guys, to potentially be cut. And and when both of them were cut, we were thinking, all right, well, Trinity Benson, he made the team, man, let's go. Uh, and Deontay Spencer, obviously they liked what they had from him as a, a kick and punt returner enough to keep him, even though he doesn't really contribute on offense. So this is the most shocking position group to me, Cody, to not only see Seth Williams cut, to not only see Tyree Cleveland cut, but then you trade Trinity Benson to the Detroit Lions for fifth and seventh round picks. Really, really First of all, just an unbelievable job by George Payton. Look at some of the other receivers, Cody, that were cut 
around the league. The Titans cut fourth rounder Des Fitzpatrick. The Philadelphia Eagles cut Travis Fulgham. Uh, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers cut Tyron Johnson. These are all players that have done, you know, well, I guess not in the case of Des Fitzpatrick, but in the case of Fulgham and Johnson, those are guys that have done things in the NFL, actual production, and they got nothing for them. The Broncos got a fifth and a seventh for Trinity Benson from a team that's rebuilding. I mean, that is GM 101 right there. George Payton beating the fellow rookie GM out in Detroit. So, I mean, that's that's a huge haul for the Broncos. And as much as we would have loved to have seen Trinity Benson carry over his momentum from training camp to preseason and then into the regular season, I think it's exciting to be able to get that kind of return for him and to see what else is out there and available on waivers now. Now you got to hope that you get a couple of these guys back on the practice squad. Uh, maybe they clear tomorrow. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. We kind of get to do this whole dance again tomorrow. But I think definitely, Cody, that wide receiver position very, very surprising to see them only keep five guys. And uh, and specifically, too, the number that you mentioned on offense, 23 players. One of those players, Mike Boone, we know is going on injured reserve after uh, after everybody clears waivers tomorrow. So he has to be on the initial roster in order to be able to come back this season at some point. So really, really surprising. As of tomorrow, barring waiver claims and pickups and things like that, there's going to be 22 players on the offense compared to you know the defense, which, like you said, is really heavily loaded. Yeah, I wonder if the Broncos are going to be looking to bring back either Tyree Cleveland or Seth Williams. He kind of floated it out there. He's going to be targeted twice in preseason when we're talking about Seth Williams. Maybe that was intentional so that they don't have enough out there. NFL teams don't to say, okay, hey, we got to go get this guy. Then again, I wouldn't be shocked at this point if that's the case, if the Broncos aren't able to get him back. I know we talked about it. We'll see what George Payton does there. But even more interesting is that Trinity Benson was an undrafted rookie free agent, and he's getting fifth-round draft pick value uh, in, in trade. So I like that for the Broncos, for George Payton. He's loading up that uh, war chest there, sir. But going to tight end now, obviously, you look at that. There's only four guys there, Noah Fant, Albert Okwebunam, Eric Sauber, and Andrew Beck. No surprise. Beck is a core special teams guy. Sauber's playing special teams. Those guys are contributing in that realm there. No surprises there. On the offensive line, though, I think when we go back to it, three offensive tackles. They released Cam Fleming. So Garrett Bowles, Bobby Massey, and Calvin Anderson is the swing tackle. Lloyd Cushenberry at center with minors the ability to play there at that position if they need to. But four offensive guards, Natani Muti, Graham Glasgow, Dalton Reisner, and Quinn Miners. That rounds out the Broncos' 23 players on offense. Sarah, uh, any surprises to you here? Definitely no surprises, but uh, worth noting that Cam Fleming, as you and I kind of talked about on, a, on our roster prediction show, Cam Fleming was indeed cut. And it sounds like the Broncos want to try to bring him back. Now, my hope is that they kind of set their sights a little bit higher than just replacing you know, him with Mike Boone or Mike Boone with him. So I, I definitely think that there's an opportunity there for the Broncos to kind of upgrade elsewhere on the offense. If Cam Fleming wants to come back, they already guaranteed him a million dollars. That's not going anywhere. So you might as well just come back on the practice squad and kind of be an emergency body. I don't see any value, whether special teams or game day active. I don't see really any value to having Cam Fleming on the 53-man roster at this point. Um, but there's definitely value having him on the practice squad if he's willing to stick there and be there. So I hope that's the direction that they go, but definitely not surprised to see that based on the way that he played in the preseason. 
Well, Broncos country, the offense is finalized for now. I'm going to put an asterisk because there's still going to be some several roster moves, corresponding transactions. If, in fact, Mike Boone goes on IR, if that's the case, or Michael Wajmudia goes on IR to start the season after waivers are initially clear. We'll get in a little bit of that coming up here in just a moment. But Broncos country, let me tell you about betonline.ag, the sponsor of today's episode of the show. And it's that time of the year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron for the start of football season. The regular season begins this week. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus and take advantage of their opening day promo where you can make a bet on the Thursday night opener against the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you lose, you could be refunded on your wager up to $25 when you use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Sarah, continuing on with our 53-man roster. The roster cuts were finalized. Some brutal cuts. Some guys we maybe expected to make the roster didn't, and that's okay because that's the nature of the game. But at the end of the day, the Broncos roster, for the most part, is set. I want to shift our focus now, Sarah, here to the defensive side of the ball. We mentioned on the offensive side, they kept 23 total players. Well, on the defensive side, they kept 28. So let's pull it up here on the screen. And as you can see, a safety. They kept five safeties here, Sarah. The guys that we all expected. We expected Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Jamar Johnson, P.J. Locke, and Caden Stearns. I know that Jamar Johnson was kind of that guy on the outside looking in initially, but with the Broncos' release of Trey Marshall, who they hope to get on the practice squad, this you know this is obviously something that made sense. Quarterback, a little bit of an interesting one, considering that we thought maybe the cornerback six guy would have been it, maybe like Savion Smith or Nate Hairston, but it simply wasn't the case. That'll be Kerry Vincent Jr., the Broncos' seventh-round draft pick out of LSU, but it lines out Michael Ajamudia, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, uh, Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertan, and that is your Broncos secondary. Looking at that right now, I, I see a lot of uh, you know positivity and some guys that can contribute both on defense and special teams. And I like that. I like that group. You know, with with the offense, I don't see it quite as much. But Cody, like we talked about in a previous episode. I really was hoping that George Payton and Vic Fangio would keep one eye on the future as they as they constructed this roster. And you can really see that philosophy coming into play defensively. We can talk about Savion Smith versus Nate Hairston as being kind of that cornerback six uh, competition. And I think we could see one of those guys come back after Michael Ojemudia goes on injured reserve. We'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see there. But for the time being, the Broncos have prioritized Kerry Vincent Jr., who made plays in all three of the preseason games, did a good job in that regard, just kind of making his, you know, making his case for a roster spot and doing what he does. We know he's going to project best as a nickel at the NFL level. So maybe that bodes better for Savion Smith to come back at some point, or maybe they'll look at some other guys that were released. We don't, we don't know at this point. So we'll have Mike to wait Clish and see, just but. tweeted out that uh, Nate Harrison may also be back in a similar fashion as Cam Fleming and Shamar Stefan, who the Broncos do hope to bring back on the practice squad. And Sarah, I don't think a lot of Broncos fans know this, but this year on the practice squad, yes, there's 16 spots, but six of those spots can go to vested veteran players. So obviously I think that's where Shamar Steven kind of fits into the mold there and Cam Fleming. So maybe Nate Harrison, the Broncos do see a lot in him. I know they want to bring back Mac McCain, Curtis Robinson. They want to bring back, mm-hmm. but some of these guys have to clear waivers. So I, I think that's a great point that you make there in terms of the secondary. But I, I want to talk about probably the bigger surprise on defense. We thought there was going to be four outside linebackers and four inside backers, but there's five each. Five outside right. guys, and the Broncos 
trend or a streak of finding an undrafted rookie free agent continues with Andre Mintz making the active roster. Uh, you know, let's talk about that because Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Jonathan Cooper, Malik Reed, and now Andre Mintz, an uh, outside backer. I really like this. I really, really like this group, Cody. I like it a lot. I think that if if you were going to keep everybody um, and then add some guys, I think they did a great job of that. You know, we we knew going into this whole thing that if they were going to do anything at inside linebacker, obviously they were going to have to sacrifice elsewhere on the roster, which we're seeing the ramifications of that on offense. But they wanted to keep Alexander Johnson, obviously, at least for the time being, and I, I get that. And so I think that bringing in Jonas Griffith from the 49ers is going to give you a nice upgrade. And then off the edge, man, you've now got legitimately three guys that you can get good looks at for the future, you know, with with Von Miller in a contract year and, uh, and Bradley Chubb coming off injury. I think that you definitely have some interesting options with Malik Reed, Jonathan Cooper having the best preseason, I think, of any – Broncos rookie and and then I would say you know Andre Mintz also had a huge preseason had a great week of practice against the Vikings made some plays did his thing had a concussion that kept him out of the second preseason game but man we we got a chance to see why they so highly prioritized him in the process after the draft and I think what was cool for me was I, I watched uh, I was looking for some deep cuts during you know the time during the offseason where there's not a lot of content to be to be watched or to be read or anything like that. And I was watching Andre Mintz, you know, he has his own vlog and he was talking about how he chose the Broncos based on the fact that, you know, what Shaquille Barrett just did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not only winning the Super Bowl, but getting a huge contract as well. He chose the Broncos based on Shaquille Barrett's success as well as the rest of the undrafted success in the history of the Broncos. And look, now here he is. He gets to carry that torch. That's that's one of the coolest stories to me among this 53-man roster, Cody, is Andre Mintz finding a way to scratch and claw at a, at a position where three guys are guaranteed to make the roster and, and you don't know if they're going to keep four or five. To, for him to make the team is is very, very significant. I agree with you there, too. And looking at inside backer, Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, Justin Sternod, Baron Browning, and then now Jonas Griffith, who was uh, the Broncos were willing and dealing in terms of trading off assets, and they acquired him from San Francisco, and he is a key special teams player. The Broncos obviously well noted that they need to improve in that area and that department specifically. Uh, but really outside of that, Sarah, I also wanted to bring up the point. There was a surprise on the defensive line. In terms of our projections, I think we're relatively close for the most part, minus one guy. We, we talked about Shamar Steven being released by the Broncos. That means Jonathan Harris has made the roster, and it goes back to the offseason. Vic Fangio talked about it how far he's come along and how his story is a little bit similar to Deshaun Williams, who, who was a camp body and all of a sudden had made the active roster. Now, Jonathan Harris, Deshaun Williams have the same story, and they're on the 53-man roster behind Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, and Draymond Jones, McKelvin Aguin, but those guys are all there. So I think the Broncos defense with 28 guys, it shapes out relatively nicely. Uh, but also another thing, too, I, I know we're going to get the question from Broncos fans. Well, what does the waiver order look like for the Broncos? As it currently stands, it's going to be ninth. They're the ninth, they're ninth on the waiver wire order as it stands based on the NFL draft order. So I think it bodes well for the Broncos. They'll have an opportunity before some of those other teams can maybe creep up there. This isn't like the NFL draft where they can trade ahead. So this is a good situation for the Broncos if they really want to bring back some guys that they really, really want on that practice squad. 
And I think that's one of the one of the really fun parts about what's going to happen between Tuesday and Wednesday is just kind of seeing, you know, like we're hearing right now, Cam Fleming and Shamar Steven and, and and even Nate Harrison probably expected back with the Denver Broncos. But if you bring those guys back to the active roster, then you obviously aren't going to be making many waiver claims. So yep. you don't claim guys off waivers to get them on the practice squad. You claim them off waivers to get them on your 53 man roster. So with that being said, I feel like, you know, I, I do feel like the Broncos need to set their sights a little bit higher. If you're willing to cut those guys now and you keep a guy like Jonathan Harris, you know, where that seventh defensive lineman, how does that guy factor into your game plan? You know, how does that guy factor in your week to week? I obviously, you know, I'm not George Payton and Vic Fangio. I don't get to make that decision, but I will be very interested to see because the Broncos just depleted their you know, depth at the wide receiver position. I think you've got to address that. Obviously, OJ Mudia, he's out. So you got to bring, you know, corners back into the mix. So it's going to be fascinating to see how they fill out that 16 player. That 16 player practice squad is a big practice squad, which is really, really nice for NFL teams. And it's huge, obviously, for player development, just being able to get those guys in an NFL, you know, building for an entire season. Um, that's that's six more guys than we used to be talking about, right? Just a couple years ago for each team. So tons of jobs around the NFL. And obviously teams want to bring their own guys back. So when we cut guys as you know for the for the Denver Broncos, when those guys get cut, we can't just assume that every team is going to poach them because every team is having to make tough 53-man roster decisions. Every single yep. team wants to bring back their guys to their practice squad to develop their own players. So there's a level of of kind of arrogance kind of you know that that gray line between arrogance and confidence that's like we know we can get a player like Seth Williams back we know we can get a player like Tyree Cleveland back just like the Broncos once cut Shaquille Barrett off their roster and he stuck through to the practice squad so believe that or not Denver Broncos fans if you're just now tuning in the Broncos once cut Shaquille Barrett off the roster and brought him onto the practice squad and he stayed on there for a long time so I think that's just kind of the nature of how things work in the NFL everybody wants to keep their own guys but at the same time you've got to make some tough decisions here going forward and I think that the Broncos have some interesting ones to make with some big names hitting the waiver wire and and getting released as veterans as well yeah no I agree with you there and we'll actually talk about which players we would like to bring back on the practice squad if we were general manager George Payton we'll also talk about some of the expectations coming up here in just a moment Broncos country but before we do that let me tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show our friends over there DirecTV Stream and Built Bar DirecTV Stream it gives you access to anything and everything when it comes to your favorite on-demand favorites, live television, sports, movies, whatever it may be, whether it's you or the wife or the kids. If you have your widespread shows, you can now get all that in one place without the annual contract. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way you can get all that stuff, all the entertainment in one place, and that is DirecTV Stream. And it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes or no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's, like I said, there's no annual contract, so you can get rid of all the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream, and you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And our good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Also, the healthiest tasting protein bar on the market. Sarah, they just released these brand new 
built bar balls and they're protein balls. And they, like I said, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I ordered myself some, I tell you what, they are hard hitting like Kareem Jackson against the receiver across the middle. And I love built bar, not only because they're the best tasting protein bars, but like I mentioned, they're the healthiest 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar. That is tremendous. As I embark on a healthy day to day, drink a lot of water and I like an occasional snack and a little bit of a dessert like treat, but the benefit is that it, it's a dessert that is healthy for you. So there you go. Built.com is where you can get your hands on a box of Built Bar today. And make sure you use promo code LOCK15 at checkout so you can get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. All right, sir. Let's get into the fourth core action of today's episode. Lockdown Broncos free and available everywhere on your favorite audio podcasting platform and a video format here on YouTube. So Broncos country, if you love Lockdown Broncos, if you love the analysis that both Sarah and I bring, Hit the thumbs up on the button on YouTube. Make sure you click on subscribe, turn on notifications so you never miss out on a day of coverage of the team that you root for on Sundays. But, Sarah, if you were general manager George Payton at this point in time, now there's a lot of decisions you have to make, and I think ultimately for the better of, betterment of the team. And I think a lot of these moves, too, when we think about it, we don't necessarily have all the information when it comes to is this guy a better long-term fit for us or is he a short-term fit? And I look at maybe some of these decisions that the team has made and I, I have to wonder that there is a little bit of this impact on short-term impact for the Broncos. When you look at them having 28 defensive players, when we know that the defense has never really been the issue for the Broncos, it's been the offensive side of the ball. That's where their struggles have been in the last five to six years. It, what kind of message does this send in your opinion? I think it's really interesting, Cody. I think that that you know the the moves that they made that really indicate to me what you're talking about that they're going for the short term is the fact that they didn't trade Tim Patrick, they didn't trade Bryce Callahan, they didn't trade Alexander Johnson. They kept all these guys who are good football players. You know, it's tough to it's tough if you're a head coach that's kind of on the hot seat to justify, you know, agreeing to, you know, we're going to trade a really good football player with with an eye on the future so i think they did kind of a good job of that defensively now offensively i'm not entirely certain you know you've got two guys at quarterback only one of those guys can play you have to have depth at that position though so i get that but i think at wide receiver it just it just kind of rubs me a little a little wrong that they're not that they didn't keep either Cleveland or Seth Williams. I think subjecting those guys to waivers kind of derails a little bit of your long-term plan with a guy like Tim Patrick. I'm okay with trading away Trinity Benson because you got some real assets in return for him, but I think you just you you can't deplete your depth completely. You know, you kept now Royce Freeman, which is fine, but may, maybe at one point you could have got something for him and we know that running backs kind of come available, you know, just left and right. So not that Royce Freeman doesn't deserve a spot because he did play pretty well given all the circumstances he was going through, but that's kind of where I'm at with it, Cody. I feel like they definitely, I, I feel like they definitely shortchanged the offense a little bit, and especially with these rumors that they're trying to bring Cam Fleming and Shamar Steven back, I can't help but think that they're going to continue, you know, the, to keep the five receivers that they've got. They, like I said, they kind of depleted that depth, and so it's not my favorite thing in the world. It's not necessarily what I would do, but wide receiver is kind of my favorite position and, and my favorite <laughs> place to watch players play. So I may be a little biased in that regard, but I'm interested to know what you think if you feel the same way as me because I feel like the offense did get a little shortchanged in this roster. No, I do feel the same way, and, and I'll go to your point here at wide receiver. When you look at the roster there, Deontay Spencer, I mean, he was working a little bit in training camp with the offense, but the reality is – 
can guys like Seth Williams or Tyree Cleveland offer more in that regard, or even Trinity Benson? I mean, I felt that Trinity Benson could offer that value as both a receiver and also a return guy. Obviously, he's traded to the Detroit Lions. But what surprises me is that, yes, you have Cortland Sutton coming off of an ACL. Who, look, he looks good in the first game action we saw. Jerry Judy, year two. Tim Patrick, a big year for him. And then you have K.J. Hamler, who's looked good in the preseason. But you always have that looming question about his health. Can he stay healthy with the soft tissue injuries? You have Deontay Spencer there. Is that a – I don't feel so confident in that wide receiver room right now just for some of those things. What if, right? And I think I hate throwing this out there, but we have to. What if one of those guys goes down with an injury? Are you really confident with Deontay Spencer jumping up to that role? And there's nothing against Deontay Spencer. I think that the Broncos, going back to when Rich Scangarello was on the Broncos' offensive coaching staff as the OC in Drew Locke's first year, they did use him on a lot of those cross-motion plays. I just don't think that he adds the same dynamic necessarily as maybe a guy like Trinity Benson would have, or maybe even Seth Williams, who, look, we haven't seen too much of him yet, and I think that was by design. So I do think that while the Broncos are looking to bring back these other guys to the practice squad, I think that we will see a situation where maybe Seth Williams or Tyree Cleveland comes back and they are elevated to the active roster. I just I do not feel comfortable going into this season with just five wide receivers on the roster. And the only thing I can think of, you have five wide receivers and four tight ends. It makes me think that the Broncos are maybe going to have an emphasis on running the ball more, maybe more 13 personnel. But you can't live in 13 personnel forever. So I think that's the downside to it. It definitely is. So if it was me, and like you said, we get to put on our GM hats. If it was me, there's a few guys that I'd be looking at on the waiver wire at receiver to really bring in. Number one at this point for me, uh, you could argue between two guys, I think, number one, one and one a or one a and one b travis fulgham from the eagles like i mentioned before and then tyron johnson from the from the los angeles chargers we saw fulgham break out a little bit for the eagles last season and i think tyron johnson kind of became one of justin herbert's favorite targets over the course of the season i looked him up earlier this offseason it's just kind of a man who could be some breakout players for the chargers um and and he came up routinely from their fans and you look at the replies from the breaking news from chargers fans you know and there are more than one believe it or not the you look at the replies from fans and they are they're outraged by the fact that this guy got cut he had almost 400 yards last season on 20 catches with three touchdowns including some big plays against the eventual super bowl champion buccaneers so that dude's got legit speed and legit deep play ability fulgham kind of showed the same so maybe the broncos aren't so worse for the wear if they're willing to to really reconstruct the roster in that way again the rumor is that cam fleming will be back the rumor is that shamar stephen will be back so those are the two spots that you're kind of working with right now unless you cut somebody else that you didn't otherwise plan to in the first place well some interesting news just came through obviously as george payton met with the media while we're recording this he did say in terms of the wide receivers we have five and we'll have at least three more so Okay, I, I'm my pressure, my, my stress is a little alleviated here. If I'm a Broncos fan uh, in terms of looking at this offense, it has such high expectations, so much pressure on them this season. You need the skill guys to do it. So maybe those guys that we talked about, Tyree Cleveland, maybe you know he comes back, Seth Williams, or maybe one of these guys that you mentioned like Travis Fulgham. What an intriguing option that would be because he does have this explosive nature to him. I could see those two guys and maybe Fulgham coming out of the mix, but 
interesting enough. But Broncos country, hey, look, the Broncos 53-man roster for the most part is set. There's going to be a couple changes here in the next 24 to 48 hours. But Sarah and I, we're going to have you covered all week long, all season long, all things Denver Broncos coverage here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. So if you're just now watching this, you're a first-time listener on your favorite podcasting provider, or if you're a first-time watcher on YouTube, make sure you hit that follow or that subscribe button so you never miss out on a day of Denver Broncos news content and coverage courtesy of Sarah and myself. Broncos country, we appreciate you so much. Thank you, and make sure you interact with us in the comment section. We always like to respond to everybody as much as we can. But until next time, we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode, Lot on Broncos.